Hilchas Tfila Perik Vav Perik Shishalacha Aleph. Also, the Adam Avrachar Mrs. Knesses it is forbidden for a person to pass behind a shul at a time when the congregation is praying unless he was bearing a package or the shul has two doors on two different sides in that case the person who sees will say perhaps he's going to go to the other entrance if he's carrying a package people will say he's not going inside the daven because he's busy carrying the package so the idea is not to make it appear like he's scorning davening Similarly, if the shul had, if the city had two shuls, two houses of worship, the onlooker will say, perhaps he's going to the other shul where he's more accustomed. The person's wearing tefillin as they would all day back then. is allowed to pass behind the shul. Even though none of, these, none of these conditions are met, because the tefillin he's wearing identify in, uh, him and uh, clarify that he's somebody who pursues mitzvahs. He's not someone likely to refrain from davening. Therefore, his passing behind the shul is not an act of scorn. Someone davens with the minion. He should not daven extra long, more than everybody else. Uh, exceptionally long. If he's davening alone, he can daven for as long as he wants. If after davening he wants to say an extra long tachnun, even as long as Yom Kippur, he may do so. Other uh, manuscript editions of the Rambam, the Oxford edition, for example, uh, read this as Rambam saying that if he wants to add the uh, length of his davening, I mean, we just said he can daven as long as he wants, when he's davening alone, if he wants to daven during davening as long as Yom Kippur davening, then that's okay. In other words, the actual Nusach of Yom Kippur, perhaps even. If he wants to add in each one of the brachas something similar to the bracha, like for example, the Rambam will say next halacha, if you may do so. So saying over here that some editions of the Rambam suggest that the, that the, the order of the day of Yom Kippur can be added even in the middle of the davening, doesn't necessarily mean the exact nusach, as you can't, you know, say the nusach of Yom Kippur during the year. But the lengthy concepts of uh, of the the lengthy ideas of asking Hashem for forgiveness, crowning Hashem, crowning Hashem as King, all those ideas, that's all perfectly okay. Halacha Gimel, Ketzai. What's an example of somebody adding in each bracha somewhat of the concept of that bracha? If a person knew someone who was ill, he may ask mercy for that person. The bracha will be asked for sick people to be healed. As his eloquency of tongue. If he needed livelihood, the bracha regarding livelihood and parnasa, he can add supplication and request in that bracha. Similarly, in each of the brachas. If he wants to ask for any of his needs, he may do so. He should not ask in the first and last three brachas, the person should not add any of his own personal needs. A person before davening cannot attend any, any of his personal needs. Therefore, before davening, he's not allowed to taste anything or, or do any work. Once the sun has risen, until he has taken care of shachris, shachris takes priority over other things like working or eating. Of course, Adam said in the previous halacha, in the previous parak, excuse me, that if a person is ill, and ill means, for example, someone who's sick, or, uh, who's who's hungry or thirsty, he should eat before he davens so he can properly concentrate. 
should not go to the house of his fellow to greet him in the morning, to take a morning before he davens. A person should not embark on a journey before davening. However, before davening Musaf, before davening Mincha, a person may taste some food. He can't eat a whole meal, but he may taste food. And he may, uh, so, so uh, or do some work prior to Musaf or prior to Mincha. However, close to Mincha time, he cannot have a full meal, but he may taste something. So the prohibition of doing these things is before Shachas, before, before Mincha and Musaf, there's no prohibition. Once the time for Mincha Gedela arrives, which means a half hour after midday, the person should not go into the bathhouse to shower, even to sweat, not necessarily to take a full bath, but even just to, to take a, a, a sweat bath, so to speak, to cause himself to perspire, that kind of bath, like a sauna, is also prohibited. Why? If he bought a person can get very tired from perspiring, and he may become tired, and there he'll be too weak to daven. Nor should he eat even a snack. Maybe in doing so, the uh, the activity of eating will drag itself out. He'll get uh, with the eat a little bit. He'll get his appetite will grow. He eat some more, and then eventually, uh, by extending his eating, he will. Forget to daven or neglect, neglect, neglect davening. The previous halacha we said that Ramam says that he can't not he can you can taste before mincha, but he can't have a meal. Now we're saying he can't even have achilas aray. So the clarification is, is that achilas aray means a small meal. The idea is eating a uh, a kazayis of bread or a uh, kazayis is an olive sized portion of bread or of cooked grain uh, or a egg sized portion, which is either two or three eggs, two or three olives, excuse me. Um, of other foods. So that's considered a small meal, uh, but a snack smaller than that is permitted before davening mincha or musaf. Before davening, a person should not begin a din taira, a court case. I feel even if they already finished all the litigation and the judges are just going to gather to, to give the verdict of who owes who the money or whatever the verdict is, that's also not, not okay. Perhaps there'll be an appeal and the din will be uh, revoked and then it'll, it'll continue and drag on. But the matfila, and then they will eventually be so long that they won't daven. The time for davening will pass before they finish. A person should not sit before the barber to get a haircut. I feel this person's head did, even if it's a simple haircut, nothing fancy. Perhaps the, the, the uh, scissor will break, and the person is not going to walk around with his head, his hair half long and half short. So the barber's going to have to try to find another scissor. And by that time, the time for davening will pass. Again, a person should not go into a tannery. To do work of tanning leather, close to mincha until he davens. Again, once once uh, 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 time mincha comes, here the Ram actually doesn't say. The Ram started off by saying kivin sheigiyas man Once time for mincha arrives, which is a half hour after midday. Here, when it comes to the work of a tannery, the Ram says samach mincha, close to mincha time, which perhaps can mean a half hour before mincha. So, uh, so from midday, man mincha begins half hour after midday so so for midday itself and a half hour before that uh, half hour before the time of mincha a person may not begin the process of tanning leather because maybe at that, that point um, 
uh, he's going to see that the work that he's doing, is, which is a complicated, difficult kind of work, is not going well, and he's going to have to try to salvage his losses, because that's something which is more complicated. Even a half-hour buffer zone before Mincha is added, that he cannot begin that process, because of the likelihood it may cause him to, to miss the Mincha time completely. Um, so that's going to prevent him from davening. It will prevent him from davening. Uh, if a person did start any of these things, he does not have to actually stop because uh, it's possible he will be able to daven still, so he may finish his work and daven afterwards. And the game, he finishes the work, of course, if he sees that it's uh, time for mincha is, is almost over, or whatever, time for davening, whichever tefillah it is, uh, excuse me, time for mincha is almost over, he must stop before sunset and daven. Now, if a person knows, when he, once he starts, he didn't realize, let's say, it was Mincha Gedele had begun, and so he starts doing his work with the leather or whatever activity it is, and then he realizes it's going to take him a long time. He's definitely going to have to stop. Excuse me. He's definitely going to, he's definitely going to have to uh, continue through the end of, of, let's say, sunset. So he has to stop regardless before Shkia and Davin. So he cannot say to himself, well, I'll continue doing my work now, and then 10, 10 minutes before sunset I'll stop, Davin Mincha, and then continue. That's not okay. If he knows for sure he's going to have to stop regardless of Davin Mincha, he must stop right then and there, even though it's many hours before sunset, Davin Mincha, and then continue his work. What is the definition of beginning of, 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 of beginning the haircut where we say, okay, even though you're not allowed to, once you started, you don't have to stop, right? What, what is the starting point? Once he puts the, uh, the cloth that the barbers use on his knees, it's the cloth which catches the hair so it shouldn't go on his clothing. That's considered starting. What's considered beginning the shower, the bath? Once he removes the garment closest to his skin, What's the beginning of the tanning process? When he ties the garment, the special apron, uh, to his shoulders, between his shoulders, as is common in the tanning uh, business. As the professionals there do. What's the continued beginning of eating? There to sell, and the people there to sell, when they wash their hands. They bubble those in bavel. When they undo their belt, and in bavel was a stylish. It was, it was the, the style to wear a very very tight belt, and uh, and therefore and for eating they would loosen that. That's the, considered the beginning of the meal. What's the beginning of the Once the dayanim wrap themselves in talisim, as they would commonly do to emphasize the holiness of a dintayra, and they sit. If they're already sitting, once the litigants begin to make their statements. Even though Marav is a Rishus, it's not an obligation, it's accepted It's accepted Jewish custom. So you would think that there's no need to be particularly careful about not missing it because even if you do miss it, what's the big deal? The Ramam says that's not the case. A person should not come home at night from work and say, I'm going to take a snack. I'll take a nap. Because since perhaps the sleep will uh, get a hold of him, so to speak, he'll end up sleeping the whole night. Rather, he first davens and then afterwards he can eat and drink or sleep. Now, this all relates to mincha. A person is allowed to begin a haircut or go into the bathhouse before davening shachris. The gezerah only applies to mincha time. Since it's very common for people to take a haircut at that time in the afternoon or to bathe that time in the afternoon, 
which is the majority when people do it. Therefore, that's when the Chazal instituted the decree of the Shach in the morning time. It's a very uncommon thing to bathe or to uh, take a haircut. There's no formal gzera. Of course, a person on his own should know that if he's worried about listening to Avni, he should not do those things, but there's no formal gzera. Someone who's busy learning Torah and then time for davening arrives, whichever whichever tefillah it is, shachas from Arif, facing his spouse, he stops he stops learning, and he he, he davens. It goes and then goes back to his learning afterwards. If Torah was his business, that's what he did for a living. He learns in Kailal. He does no other work. And he's learning Torah during the time of davening. He did not stop. She, he need not stop. She mitzvah talmud teira gedel mitzvah tefila. The mitzvah talmud teira is great. The mitzvah of davening. Therefore, he can he can daven, He can learn the mitzvah of learning takes precedence over the mitzvah of davening. He does not have to stop his mitzvah of talmud teira to do the do the mitzvah of tefila. Anybody who's involved in communal affairs, you know, the necessities for the betterment of the community, uh, for example, lobbying the government to help the Jewish community or things like that, is like someone who's being involved in Torah study is also not obligated to. Uh, Davin. Now, this person we described who is uh, learning in Kailal and does not have to stop stop davening is presumably a level of a person whose terrorist study was so intense that he literally does not stop for a moment. He does nothing else else with his time except for learning Torah. But someone who stops at all his learning for anything else that's not absolutely necessary, of course, he must stop to eat and sleep, but he stops for anything else just to give himself a rest, then that person must daven during that time. Uh, or, or, or rather, the time uh, that he that he stops, he must make sure it's the time that he stops learning to take a break, so to speak, is a time of davening, and therefore he'll daven when that time comes. A person davening shmeresri does not stop for anything except for a life and death matter. Even if a king of the Jewish people greets him, he does not return the greeting, even though during the Shema, which is the Raisa, he does return the greeting, but during the Shemin Esrei, which is only the Rabbanon, he does not return the greeting because the Shema is more of an affirmation of Hashem, whereas Shemin Esrei, you're actually talking to Hashem. If it comes to a non-Jewish king who greets him, he should respond because the non-Jewish king may kill him for being disrespectful. If he's standing during Shemin Esrei, he sees a non-Jewish king or any other tyrant or a bully coming towards him, and he knows that he's going to have to greet, uh, respond to a greeting or greet him uh, during Shemir Asher, so he should, he should uh, shorten his davening, uh, finish davening quickly, which may also not just mean davening quickly, but actually shorten the davening by uh, using a shortened text of a shorter version of Shemir Asher, similar to the Havinenu we said in the previous program. So if, it's, if he if he's a middle, of course he doesn't say the whole havinenu because he says some of the brachas already, but he finishes um, either by shortening each bracha to its minimum, or by uh, whichever brachas he did not yet say using the havinenu version. If that even that's insufficient, the yafshik simply stop and greet the person to respond and then continue afterwards. Person's davening, he sees snakes or scorpions coming towards him. If they reached him. And they were in that place, the snakes and scorpions were the venomous type that are poisonous that can kill somebody. He could stop, run away, and then finish diving later. If it was not the type that are fatal, that are not, not venomous, 
or at least even if it, I mean, perhaps even if they, they, they definitely venomous or not they don't they don't, they don't uh, they're not dangerous and in Pesach he does not stop um, women slaves and children are obligated in davening uh, women and slaves are obligated even though it's a time related mitzvah because they can be to their obligation with davening once a day um, and there's no time for the frame minatera uh, and children are obligated as education. Any individual, as we said earlier, is is potter is is uh, exempt from saying the shema potter is exempt from davening. Those people who are accompanying the dead for burial, um, even though the the coffin does not need them to be carried, they are exempt from davening. Even though we said that when it comes to shema, only those who are needed to carry the coffin are exempt. When it comes to tefillah, all the people participating in the Leviah are exempt from davening.